Bonjour everyone and welcome back to Casser les Lignes, the French football podcast with the accent. The name is uh, Jeremy Magan and another great little podcast about what happens in, in Ligue 1. Of course, we're going to cover uh, game week number six uh, and, and its fair share of, uh, of red cards, I guess, as usual. But we also will cover in part one um, who I thought had the best transfer window in Ligue 1 this season. And it's not Paris, it's not Marseille. Uh, it's, a, it's a smaller team who's, uh, who's doing things well. Of course, Castellin is brought to you by Breaking the Lines, curated football opinions. Jump on the website, breakingthelight.com, to read uh, the latest article, whether it's why is Nottingham Forest the only team in Premier League without a sponsor. It's actually an interesting uh, read or a couple of um, a couple of analysis on airing Ted Hag's Manchester United or the presentation of Vitor Roque, the next wonder kid in Brazilian football. Jumps on the podcast as well, Cortalinhas, the podcast on Portuguese football, Aira Gigore, on Italian football, Road to Qatar, and um, Tactics, uh, where where I did make an appearance on those two uh, podcasts recently. Uh, go and check it out. Breaking the Lines, one of the one of the best football media around, of course, uh, and a lot of content for you. Anyway, we're going to jump onto our stuff, the French football stuff. Like I said, part one, we are going to talk about the transfer window. Part two, we are going to talk about the weekend in Ligue 1. Hope you enjoy both. Don't hesitate to comment, subscribe, ask some questions, judge what I say, disagree with me, attack me, let me know what you think. Breaking the lines, casser les lignes after the music. So part one of Casselet Ligne, and we're going to look at this transfer window that has been uh, that has been pretty fantastic, I think, in as far as I'm concerned, in Ligue 1. We've seen a lot of movement. Uh, I was looking at it, of course, preparing this podcast, and I was looking at the transfer that happened on, on the very last day, right? On the, the 1st of September. There was, of course, that swap between Guiri and Laborde, between Nice uh, and Rennes, but, but also uh, Christopher Wu, who arrived in, in Rennes. Rennes, of course, were looking for a, a centre-back, and then they got this, uh, this young player from Lens, who did a couple of good games last year. And Soler arrived in Paris Saint-Germain. Harit arrived at Marseille. Unas uh, came to Lyon. André Gomez um, joined Lille. Ganago from Lens went to uh, Nantes, um, and, and so did Jean Onana. Uh, the, the former Bordeaux player uh, Aouchish um, the Saint-Etienne prospect went to, to Lorient uh, just, just a lot of, uh, of, of movement uh, and it was a good way to uh, I guess finish the season Matthias Lis uh, who's a goalkeeper who I thought when I saw him signing I thought we were going to see him starting for Troyes but then with the performance that uh, Gauthier Gallon um, had this weekend maybe he's going to stay on the bench a little bit uh, Matthias Lis but there was Definitely a few um, interesting transfers to to close the, the window. Uh, and so then I, I thought to myself, you know, who had the best transfer window um, of the of Ligue 1? We're just going to cover four or five teams uh, to, to really get into it. The four or five that I thought had the best one. Uh, and uh, and yeah, spoiler alert, it's not Paris Saint-Germain, it's not Marseille, it's not Monaco that I thought had the, the best transfer window. Um, but but we'll, we'll just, yeah, in, in no particular order, I know which one is the, the best in my, as far as I'm concerned. And then we'll go through the other one. Uh, and, and the few players, you know, I mentioned last week, the five that um, I think are going to have a long, ta- 
long time impact. Um, I'm going to throw some names that I think need to be watched for at the end of the season. Anyway, to, to me, the best transfer window, we're starting like that. And I'm going to start by talking about this team because, of course, it's a team that is being successful um, in, in comparison of who they are since the, the past three years is Ercellence. Um, you know, I had that chat offline with uh, with Zach Lowy, the, uh, the, big, the big boy at, uh, at breaking the lines. And I think Lance just did the job right. Where They were just prepared. They were ready. They knew which player they were about to lose. They knew how to replace them. They did the job ahead of time, making sure that the replacements make sense. They even replaced players that they haven't lost in case something was happening. Because we're talking about a team that has lost in the offseason. Uh, Czech Ducouré, Zonatan Klos, uh, to mention the two the two main ones, I guess. Uh, but then they were close to lose Fofana, and then eventually he stays. Uh, they're losing Ganago, who played his fair um, share of game last season. Um, and they're losing Christopher Wu, who... who you know, technically was the defender number three, number four. Uh, but then they, they had, they knew what they had to reinforce. Well, of course, they lost Calium Mendo as well, uh, who's back in, who was back in Paris Saint-Germain, who's now in Rennes. Uh, but they knew that they had a few places that they needed uh, recruits for. And, you know, Ducouré left, we said it. Um, Abdul Samed came in, uh, Openda and Buxa up front. It's it's a great pairing of uh, center forwards. And they're young, Openda's 22, Buxa's 25. Uh, they need a new goalkeeper, uh, A, because we didn't know if uh, Lake or Farines were going to be the number one, but B, because then Farines got injured and they get Bruce Samba from Nottingham Forest which is a fantastic piece of business uh, at the very end of the Mercato they get Jean Nona from Bordeaux who was probably one of the steel uh, to get out of Bordeaux they get Jimmy Cabot uh, from Angers to replace uh, Jonathan Claus but then turns out that Machado on the left is pretty good though. so on the right it's going to be between Cabot uh, and Frankowski um, it just looked like everything was prepared the right way. I think Alexis Claude Maurice uh, could also be a good loan um, in coming from, from this. Uh, yeah, like I said, everything seems to be done the right way. They kept, of course, um, some of the most important players. Fofana is still there. Sotoka is still there. Medina in defense is still there as well. Uh, and then they just reinforce, reinforce the wherever they need it smartly. And, and that's what we've seen for the past few couple of seasons with Lance, we said it on that um, podcast that I've done with uh, with Sorari Invest FC in the off-season. Go and check it out um, where we talk about Lance and about what the club is becoming. It's just step-by-step step without rushing it, positioning themselves as one of the top six in Ligue 1. And they finished seven in the past couple of seasons. But it looks like they are ready to step this up and they are going into the right direction, Openda, 9 million, Buxa, 6 million, that's how much they paid for them. Those are two players that at the end of the season, I wouldn't be surprised if they're worth 15, 20 or 25 because they will show their worth and because Lance is a market where players are flourishing. You know, Frank S is doing an excellent job developing those players. Abdul Samet, 5 million only, is already worth probably 15. You know, those are the players that English teams are going to come and spend the money on, just like they did for Ducouré. 22 million is, is how much they made out of him. They even made 9 million out of Christopher Wu uh, at, the la, at the last day going to, to Rennes. If anything, maybe Jonathan Kloss that they sold for only 7.5 million because it was the end of his contract next year uh, is probably the one that they could have you thought was worth more than that uh, but it's probably a, a contract thing anyway uh, but, but I, th- I just think Lance 
does a good job and we know that, but they just keep proving us that they are doing a good job. Again, maybe keeping Fofana was the most important things to do um, in, in the offseason, but adding the player next to him, Abdul Samed, uh, that is going to be perfectly um, you know, a perfect complement. Uh, having an attack which is going to be when Buxa comes back from injury, um, a, a tall center forward anchorman and a fast uh, forward technical next to him, Openda. Openda who has an eye on the World Cup, so he's going to have to um, he's going to have to perform if he wants to go to the World Cup with Belgium. So it's also uh, a good idea to uh, to have gotten him in. Uh, I just think they've they have in my opinion, definitely the best transfer window, whoever they lost, they replaced. The two, three positions that we knew needed recruitment, they recruited smartly. Uh, and I think we're up for another good season for Lance and we're seeing it already. Uh, it's, uh, it's a good start. They're up there. They haven't lost yet. Uh, so it proves right. You know, continuity works. Uh, and, and Lance is the perfect example of it. And just as I say, continuity works and Lance is a perfect example of it. Let's go to the complete opposite of continuity. Complete chaos, complete rupture, and yet, so far, kind of success. Marseille, who would have thought that the season would have started that way? Uh, you know, Marseille, quick uh, quick flashback. We are uh, the 1st of July and um, Sam Paoli announces that he's gone. Uh, Longoria says, I'm going to find a new coach very quickly. Three days later, Igor Tudor comes in. Uh, there's a reason why Igor Tudor on the very first game of the season in at the Velodrome, he's booed and whistled by the, by the fans because nobody believed in him uh, even before he played the first game which is a bit ridiculous but also that's because in the preseason we didn't see much uh, and Marseille you know of course lost um, Mandanda and lost Boubacar Camara uh, but then lost also Gonzalez and then sold Luan Perez and then they did a bit a couple of I guess smart move although they kind of lost a bit of money uh, Luis Enrique is out uh, Radonik is out um, Milik left uh, who was uh, Lirola, excuse me, uh, is gone as well. De La Fuente um, is gone. Chaletacha was sold to Southampton on the very, sla- very last day. Uh, and so they're doing a couple of things. Trotman um, has gone back to, to Genoa as well. So a few pieces of business that needed to be done in the in the way out and then in the way in you know as a reminder Sam Paoli left because he said I'm not going to have the team that I want to be able to perform but Marseille you know they got Gigo early on um, they got Touré early on and then it kind of slowed down and then they started recruiting and recruiting smartly uh, Nuno Tavares, uh, Ruben Blanco, Adrien Sakabore, of course, Alexis Sanchez, the main one, Mbemba, Bailly, Arit, Jonathan Klos, um, Luis Suarez, Jordan Verretou. That's that's not bad. Again, there was doubt and we didn't know if Tudor was going to be able to play them that way. But we saw that the game, the 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 work was done. Sorry, because they are players that are fit fitting perfectly into Tudor's system um they don't mind the hard work there's no star i think it's important in a team like marseille the way they want to play that there's no star the star is alexis sanchez uh, and he's 33 years old so i guess you know he's not a star that is going to be a diva but he's more like um, someone who knows that it's probably his last chance of, of trying to get uh, a big contract next year or, or are trying to make a name for himself in the Champions League or getting maybe, you know, some sort of silverware uh, to, to finish this season, to finish his career, I should say, sorry. So so he, it's good 
to see what they've done. You know, Nuno Tavares, there were doubts. He's on loan for two years. There's not going to be an option to buy. At, at least so far, there's no option to buy him. Uh, and he's impressive. Um, Isaac Abore, I think, is a good piece of business on loan from City. Uh, Jonathan Klaus, of course, is one of the best right back in, in the country. And he's trying to go to the World Cup with France. Uh, so it, it kind of makes sense. I think I said several times that I had doubts uh, with what Marseille done, but now that we're seeing it on the on the field, it's probably one of the um, very good transfer windows. A lot of changes, so it feels like it could crumble at any time. Uh, but so far, it stays. And you know, this game this weekend was the first time that they were going to rest the usual starters and put the bench on a little bit, uh, and they've done that really well. So so kudos to uh, to Longoria. You know, everybody keeps saying that he's great, and he keeps showing that he's doing. Uh, something right. Um, so he's found a coach that is a complete change from what Saint Pauli did, um, and he's finding him finding him players that fit with what he says. If you haven't um, read or, or listened to it, um, Longoria gave a pretty long interview on the weekend, which looked like a, uh, a bit of a marketing coup for him to say, "Look how great I am, and look at what I've done." Uh, but he basically gave an interview saying that they wanted to change their style of football. They wanted a style of football that was a bit more European, uh, a bit less South American, I guess, as a as a result. And it, you know, it's it's great to hear him talk. It looks a little bit like, um, you know, he said that because that's the quote that he found, so he had to justify what he said. Uh, but also last year when he started, he said that Marseille was Boca Junior and that they should be passionate football. And now all of a sudden, he changes his mind anyway. It's it's probably justifying his uh, his change of mindset. Uh, but at least he said, you know, we changed the style of football, so we had to recruit the players that go with what we do. Milik is a great striker, but probably not the right striker for this um, football. So that's why he's gone to um, Juventus. Uh, and and we needed somebody who wants to fight up front, so we put Suarez, and we needed midfielders to hold, so Veretout. So he's kind of explaining everything, and he's taking his time to do it, and he's explaining, like, the economic um, situation and and the, the market situation. So it's actually a very good interview. It's great to see a president who who really is happy to share uh, and also say that they don't want to look stupid in the Champions League. So, I mean, we'll see if that translates. Uh, but it looks like they come up with a plan. We didn't really see the plan. We didn't think that the plan was going to work uh, on the field, but it's working so far. Six game, only one draw and five win. Uh, it'll be interesting to see um, how long it works for. It was a good transfer window, it has to be said. They found some good players. They spent quite a bit of money for a club that has no money. There's a bit of money that has been spent uh, over the, the transfer window. I think altogether with those loans that ended up being uh, paid for, etc. It's over 70 million that has been um, spent. But, uh, but yeah, look, it's uh, it needed to be spent, I guess, in a way. And, and we'll see if what we think now is still what we think in three, four, five, uh, six months for um, Marseille. Let's talk about Paris because you always have to talk about PSG, right, when you talk about transfer window. Uh, and I guess, to me, the transfer window in Paris was was good and not great. Uh, the good part was definitely removing some players from this team. Uh, there was a lot of players that were there and that had to go to make sure that Paris doesn't have such a such a big squad that does nothing because everybody keeps talking about it. And so if you look at the people that have left, left Paris in, in the offseason, Kalimundo, Kirer, Areola, Gay, Draxler, Bulka, Diallo, Rafinha, Di Maria, Xavi Simons, I don't know if it's a good idea, 
Paredes, um, and then and then Michu, of course, Herrera, uh, Kurzawa, Vinaldum. I'm forgetting some Dagba. Uh, so a lot of players have gone and players that probably w- were not going to get their chance anyway with Paris Saint Germain. Some of them um, straight transfers. I'm th- thinking about Kerrer and uh, and Kalimwendo and Gay. Uh, some of them loan, and and of course there's a bit of of chat that supposedly Paris Saint-Germain is, is paying for their salary and stuff like that. But at least they're not in Paris. There's not They're not just training next to the other ones, waiting and, and doing nothing. Uh, and, and that's important. As far as the recruits, it started great. I think Vicinia, amazing. Ekijike, great for the future. Then Mukiele comes in. Okay, that's good. I don't know if you need him, but great. It's an opportunity. Just get it. And then it just looked like it was... I don't know, just not what they needed. Um, they got Renato Sanchez, Fabian Ruiz, and Carlos Soler. So, I mean, unless um, unless Galche is planning to play with uh, eight midfielders, uh, Bielsa style, uh, I don't know why there are so many midfielders. Uh, Vitinha, Fabian Ruiz, Carlos Soler, Renato Sanchez, Verratti, um, Danilo Pereira, of course, he doesn't have to play there, but he can play there. It's just a lot of players for, for just three positions, really. Um, and I think, you know, they needed another central defender until the end they try and get Skriya they couldn't get him uh, and I'm sure that they're not very happy about that um, and so that's why I think that you know it's great that they were able to remove a lot of players from their payroll uh, I think as far as recruitment maybe we expected a little bit better of course it's a weird season with the with the World Cup in the middle so there's a chance uh, to do a coup during that um, the, that um, winter market of course, Paris Saint-Germain is also, um, you know, very aggressive when it comes to transfer. So I wouldn't be surprised if they find somebody, if they think they need somebody, if they find somebody into the in the transfer window before the before the end of the Champions League. But I was a bit surprised, I guess, to see that many central midfielders coming in. Um, and I'm not saying that they all have the same profile, but you know, they didn't get the enforcer. They only got a football playing midfielder. And I hope that players like Soler and Ruiz can bring something. Uh, when it comes to Champions League, but it's also going to be complicated for them to stay in rhythm when you have that many midfielders um, to play, to to fight for three positions. They're not going to play every single game. And so to keep them informed, to keep them um, involved and to keep them focused. Uh, anyway, to, to me, it just looked like it's a lot uh, in that position and, and just not enough in like a striker role uh, or in a central defender role where I think it was needed uh, more more than there, or even uh, another right back, or rather wing back, if they keep playing in the in their three five two. So so Paris Saint Germain, we give you a C plus grade, maybe B plus, B, B minus. Sorry, you sold well, but I, I thought you could have uh, bought better. Um, Mon- Monaco. See, talking about Monaco, I think on paper it looks great. I don't know how that's going to translate. You know, I like, of course, Camara, Minamino, Mbolo, Sarri. Almost looks too flashy. Um, Camara, I think, is going to be great. Mbolo, hopefully, he gets a bit of, of game time. But if he gets game time, that means Benyedder and Volant don't. So, so I don't know how Philippe um, Clément is going to deal with this. Uh, but Minamino hasn't convinced. We'll see. I, mean, I didn't want to talk about Monaco anyway. Uh, I want to talk about Rennes. Uh, and I want to talk about Rennes uh, because I think Rennes, until I'm proven otherwise, I think they're probably the team that disappointed me the most in terms of transfer window. Bear with me. Amin Guiri arrive. Arno Kalimwendo arrive. Great players that are talented. That you know, I think any team would like to have them. You you spend twenty million on Kalimwendo. You spend twenty eight million on Guiri. But now you find yourself with a line of attack 
which is Terrier, Guiri, Kalimwendo, Sulemana, Doku, Burijo, and all those players are great at playing anywhere else than in a number nine position. And I feel like in the way he's been playing, Genesio, you want to have somebody who's a bit of an anchor man. Like last year, even if Laborde wasn't a real nine, he was still an anchor man, whether he was on the left or on the right. He was still the player that was fighting to get the ball, that was found when the ball needed to be kept up front and that was able to then work for the rest of the team. Now it looks like it's a bunch of technical and fast players and, and there's there's one link missing, there's one profile missing in that attack. The main thing that Ren had to do was to replace Nayef Aguerd. We knew he was going, he was promised to a big club, 35 million to West Ham, and they didn't replace him. They replaced him with Archer Theat, who are we already seeing that is probably not as good as uh, what we expect. Joe Rodden, not as good. And now they got Christopher Wu from Lens, who's maybe somebody who can who can make a, a difference. Of course, they're going to have uh, Warmed Omari back from, from injury. Uh, but but it's just not what we expected. Mandanda came in as the keeper. Unfortunately, he injures himself. So now Alemdar plays and now he's back, but Alemdar still plays. Uh, so I don't know exactly what they're doing. I thought Alemdar wasn't ready. At least that's what was sold to us. Um, so, so I'm a bit... Yeah, uh, I, don't, I just think that I expected more. I, you know, we see Santa Maria taking control of the midfield and it's great and he's, and he's a very good player, so he's going to bring to that. But the, the two things that they've done, they didn't really find, the, in my opinion, the star goalkeeper to help them performing well in European um, competitions. We'll see what Manana does eventually and we'll see if Alemda gets there. They didn't replace Aguerd, which was crucial. And then I feel like they've made their life harder with the attack that they've chosen to go to. Again, I, I, I would love to be proven wrong, but I'm seeing a lot of profiles that are the same. If it, if it works well, I'm sure it's amazing. Right now, I, I don't see it that way. So unfortunately for Ren. Uh, they get a, a C minus or a G plus. I should have done that rating all along. Anyway, they they have a less good rating than uh, than other teams, uh, as far as the um, transfer window um, goes. A team that I think did well in the transfer window was Lille, uh, and I think you know we don't talk a lot about about Lille and about how the transfer went for them because we feel like they're still reeling from the Gerard Lopez era, uh, etc. But I like what they've done. Mohamed Bayo, if you remove all the drinking that's happening outside of, of football, I mean, this, this poor kid must have uh, issues that need to be sorted out and hopefully for him, he sorts them out. Uh, but Mohamed Bayo, I think, is a great buy and it's great to go with Jonathan David. Remy Cabela, you know, off the season that he had in Russia where he was playing great football, he came back to, to France. He didn't play that well in the second part of the season and now he's um, in Lille and he's distributing assists already which is great uh, great to have Zedatka even though we're seeing that the one that's actually playing is Bafode Jakite who came from Toulouse and who's um, a really good option at right back Adam Unas on the end from Napoli Unas has been linked with French teams for the past 3-4 years it was Marseille um, it was Lyon for a bit if I'm not mistaken and now he ends up in Lille and he's a winger that I think will provoke a lot Andre Gomez is a good is a good loan to have I think in the middle of the park it's bringing um is bringing some experience getting Yazice back uh, because we know that Yazice can actually offer something getting a center back in Alexandro 
um, that seems compatible with Fonte Ismaili uh, coming from Shatkao, a bit more experience, a good left back when they had issues with left back. I think they've almost done everything. Where they where they really miss something is the goalkeeper, and and I, I just I'm not loving Leonardo Jardim. Maybe Lucas Chevalier, who just came back from loan from Valenciennes, will have his shot. I hope he will have his shot. Um, but yeah, I'm just just not seeing that. They've also made a lot of money, Lil, this uh, this summer. They've sold Botman, 37 million, Onana, 35 million, Carlos Sanchez, 15 million, Selic, 7 million, and Badaric, 5 million. So it's it's a good transfer window. Of course, we know the, the financial situation that they are in. Uh, but I, had, I like what Lil has have done. It's working well for Fonseca. It looked like it was made for Fonseca as well. It was um, a transfer window that made sense for him to be able to have the players that he wants. Uh, they brought a bit of youth with Virginius, who came from Sochaux and who's uh, an, a French uh, under-21 international. Uh, and, and I think it was, yeah, like I said, I think it was a very good piece of business. And, and there's no surprise, in my opinion, that we are seeing Lille uh, playing such uh, such good football. And anyway, that's the, that's the main teams that I thought, you know, were worth talking about when it comes to the transfer window. Uh, if, if we need to talk about, you know, the, the players or the, the coup that, that I did enjoy um, personally, I like to see the kind of recruitment that Toulouse makes. Uh, we, we, don't, we don't know them, right? Thierry Dalinga, who comes from Excelsior. The only reason that I knew who he was, it's because I was looking at him on, on Sorer on that game that I played because I wanted to see who was the best uh, striker in the second division in uh, in the Netherlands to see who could be somebody later. Uh, Abouklal, um, they just got Birmansevic from Malmö at the last minute. He's a left winger, but we don't really know who he is, but apparently he's going to surprise us. Uh, Tsingaras, who comes from Paok Salernik, they find players that you don't know that work with their uh, system of Dada, etc. So it's good to see this, I guess, being a little bit more uh, uh, mainstream for, for lack of a better word uh, in France. I think Clermont, you know, Gonalon bringing a bit of experience in the middle, Endrich and um, and um, uh, Cham up front to, to bring a bit of, uh, of craziness is actually not uh, a bad idea as well. You know, I think every single team kind of did something that, that can bring uh, bring a bit of, of craziness Agil Aushish is actually a very piece of a very good piece of business I think for Lorient if they can finally um, bring him to what he's supposed to be um, it could it could be a great uh, get for for Le Merlu um, so so yeah there was definitely a few teams that did something well there were some teams that like Angers was quite a few players recruited and it's just not working um, like, and for example they got Yaya Fofana from uh, from Le Havre um, who, who in my opinion is one of the uh, next future best goalkeepers in France and then you just put him behind Bernardoni Bernardoni has been terrible I hope that Yaya Fofana gets his shot because he deserves uh, to have his shot and I wouldn't be surprised if the day he gets his shot he keeps it you know if players that you want to keep an eye on it yeah um, Montpellier I don't mind what they did you know they got everybody from Saint-Etienne uh, but then they also got Bingo Camara Rien so I think you know a lot of teams have done a couple of good stuff um, we'll see where that finishes you know we, we'll judge it at the end um Lance, to me again, is the one that really, really I like what they've done. Uh, and I hope for them that is going to work out. Lance, Lille, you know, if you can see those two teams uh, up front fighting it with uh, 
with Lyon, um, Marseille, and Paris, it'll be great. I didn't talk about Lyon, uh, but of course, Le Penant, uh, I mean, Lyon, how much money did they spend? They didn't even spend 10 million. Yeah, they spent nothing. Le Penant, 4 millions, Talia Fico, 4 millions, and, and, and that's about it. And then they got Tolisso on the free, Lacazette on the free. Uh, yeah, it's actually some smart business. They sold Paqueta for 43 million. I probably could have put Lyon in there. I guess they were a bit quiet because they're playing on what they had last year. I thought they were going to get a more experienced centre-back. They didn't get that. So maybe that's why I kind of uh, pushed them aside. Also, you know, when a team does all the business early in the, in the transfer um, window, you sometimes you, you forget about them. Yeah, like they actually did okay. Um, I, I guess maybe Lyon, because Peter Bosch is there, you actually don't know if it's going to work with what he wants to do or not. But I mean, so far, so good. They're undefeated. And, and they finally, after game six, are playing um some some okay football anyway that's part one for us thank you for uh for listening uh, i hope you you enjoy my little transfer window analysis like i said lance kudos marseille not too bad with all the chaos uh, very unexpected uh, paris could have done better Rennes disappointed uh lyon okay i didn't say nice but nice is uh is definitely an enigma what happened in the transfer window and i'm sure we'll talk more about it as the season goes stay tuned go and check part two to see what happened in the weekend in Liga. Mm-hmm.